For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. in prison and, and this is what we need to understand so true david brock and some of these organizations have already raised tens of millions of dollars for an impeachment process then they want jail to the chief they need to understand that this is a war this is we are so far beyond normal politics sean we are in a very dangerous moment and while president trump is a very strong leader and a man of strong constitution he was able to survive all of this during the campaign and get elected president. When you're president and you are faced with the kind of monolithic opposition you were talking about, plus a federal bureaucracy that is completely out to undermine him every day, the intelligence community that is engaged in some of this as well that we have heard, I hope to God that he is strong enough to withstand this. They are out oh, to destroy him because if he succeeds, the country changes for the good and they must not allow that to happen. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as we begin to close out yet another week. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. On social media, on Instagram, I am at Monica Crowley underscore. And on Twitter and True Social, I am at Monica Crowley. Also by email, I can be reached at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. All right, you know, I'm playing those clips from 2017 at the start of every show of me on Hannity, March of 2017, saying things that nobody at the time was saying, that the deep state, the globalists, the uni party, they didn't just want to undermine Donald Trump, they wanted to destroy his presidency and put him in prison. So I am going to continue to play those throughout this election year to remind everybody of what the ultimate goal is. And later today, I want to talk about exactly that because stuff's going down. All right. Donald Trump is in the Supreme Court. He's elsewhere. We're going to deal with that later in the show. But I'm going to play these couple of reminders of yours truly being extra prescient long ago about what their ultimate objective. Speaking of my unbelievable prescience, guess what? A couple of years ago, two years to be exact, I was on the main stage at CPAC and I was the very first person to say publicly, apart from our good friend Jill Gilbert, who did the Michelle Obama 2024 documentary, where I learned that Michelle Obama was a possibility, yours truly from the main stage two years ago, said, look out for Michelle. And now, of course, every pundit is on the Michelle uh, bandwagon, but I was the first, thanks to Joel Gilbert. Well, I'm going to be back on the CPAC stage next week. CPAC runs from Wednesday through Saturday. President Trump will be the keynote speaker. Uh, so if you don't already have your tickets, please go get them. CPAC.org for your tickets. I am actually speaking on Thursday. We're going to do a really important and super fun panel along with 
Maddie Boyle of Breitbart and Kurt Schlichter. We're going to have a fantastic time, and we're going to talk about who is actually running the Biden White House, and is he going to remain on the ticket? I consider myself something of an expert on this, <laughs> which is why they invited me to, to speak on this subject. So we're going to handle all of that from the main stage at CPAC on Thursday. Uh, I'm going to be there through much of CPAC. So if you don't already have your ticket, CPAC.org, go get them and come and say hi. I'm also going to join Steve Bannon on War Room uh, one day there. So it is going to be a ball. And if you're at CPAC, you can, of course, come and watch Steve Bannon and me and all of his guests in action in the War Room. It's going to be fantastic. All right. Later today, uh, first of all, we are going to cover some very dark stuff on the show today. So to lighten it up later in the show, we're going to talk to Ricky Schroeder. Uh, an absolute acting legend, starred in The Champ at age nine, won a Golden Globe at age nine or ten, starred in Silver Spoons, of course, in the 80s, legendary, Lonesome Dove, so many other big shows. And uh, now he's devoting his life's work to producing really family-friendly, faith-based content, which we must support. And he is also trying to elevate actual heroes. You know, we, we idolize these people like Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, they are not to be idolized, okay? Hold no idols before me, saith the Lord. Uh, Ricky Schroeder is a person of faith, and he is, he is actually out there celebrating America's real heroes, uh, like the U.S. military. He's doing a lot in terms of film and covering the U.S. military, and he's devoting a lot of time to fighting the evils of pornography. So Ricky Schroeder is going to be here. Like I said, uh, we got to change the culture to change our politics that according to the late great Andrew Breitbart, and we do that on this show. So Ricky Schroeder is going to be here. Next week, we're going to do a deep dive into Black Lives Matter from an inside voice. You're not going to want to miss this. This is a really, really important conversation about the scam that was BLM um, from, uh, from a very unique person who was on the inside, who has now completely changed his tune. So we are going to uh, get into that. And that, that's going to be a really important conversation about BLM, race, uh, Antifa, how it all worked together, and what maybe they have planned for this year. So you're not going to want to miss that. But first, the Monica Memo. The deep state is running this country, and it is a criminal cabal. Straight up criminal cabal running the country. You think that you have the final say in who runs this country? Oh, you're incredibly naive. No way. Real power in this country does not lie in the White House or at the Supreme Court or on Capitol Hill or anywhere else. It only rests with the shadowy, unaccountable, unelected bureaucrats in the deep state. And they are deeply connected to the globalists around the world, including the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the United Nations, and hostile regimes around the world that want to destroy this country and are working with these elements within our own country in order to do it. That means China, Iran. You realize that these nations have spies at the highest levels of our government. There are Chinese spies running all around the Biden administration. There are Iranian spies running all around this administration. 
These things have been reported. It's not just Monica creating this in a fever mind. This has been reported. The Biden administration and our so-called commander-in-chief is allowing all of this to happen on purpose because the task of this so-called president, the task of the deep state is to destroy the United States. I know that is a hard truth to hear. I know the American people are generally idealistic and optimistic and don't want to hear the reality. They certainly don't want to believe that their so-called elected officials are in fact running point with the deep state to destroy the country. But guys, it does us no good to live in fantasy land like this isn't happening or to not hear the truth. You come to the show for the brutal truth and I love you for it. I do. I respect and love you for it because this stuff is not easy to hear. The American mind is still in many ways very um, soft and idealistic and lovely. And, And that is a strength, but it's also a weakness. And unless and until we hear the truth, we cannot fight the enemies within and from without. So I am here to bring you the truth. And there are others out there, Steve Bannon, Tucker Carlson, Dan Bongino. There are a lot of people who are doing the same thing. And God love you for listening to me and to them because we're not going to be able to save this country if we don't have the full information. We have a criminal cabal that is running the country. The real power resides with the deep state. And we've got a number of stories on this today that I want to take apart because they are individually huge and dark, very, very dark, criminal and evil. And I know that I've been teasing over the last couple of days uh, this Russia angle I I want to, because I'm going to bring this initial story to you, I want to see how it unfolds over the next couple of days before we talk about my unique Russian angle to all of this. So just bear with me. I'm not teasing you on purpose. This story has now come out, and I, I want to see how it develops before I talk to you about this unique Russia angle, okay? So just hold your horses, and we will probably get to it next week. Another reason why you should be tuned in next week. All right, so first... Yesterday, the chairman of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence put out this mysterious statement. He is Chairman Mike Turner, quote, Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting that President Biden declassify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to this threat. Okay, so he sent the fake news into a tizzy with everybody reporting breathlessly about this. Social media was aflame. Every network, they were all running wild with this. What kind of threat could this be? And is it a mere coincidence that they issued this threat publicly with their hair on fire the day after the House of Representatives says, we're killing the foreign aid package, including $60 billion for Ukraine? In fact, here is Speaker Johnson saying that the bill is DOA in the House. Senator McConnell and I have spoken about this in frank sessions, and let me be clear here again this morning. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our 
own border. It's time for Washington to start showing some love to Americans. On Valentine's Day, this is a good day to point this out. You need to listen to the American people and their needs and take action. And that's why House leadership will continue to govern with Americans' interests at heart. All right. So that declaration was made. And then you get this mysterious announcement of a severe national security threat. Marjorie Taylor Greene took to X and said, yeah, I went into the skiff. I saw the intel. The threat is real. And she can't disclose it, of course, because it hasn't been declassified by Joe Biden yet. But then she gets into a whole bunch of other threats, a threat at the border, the terrorist threat coming in, all of it. But she said, yeah, the, the threat that they're describing here is real. The deep state and the uni party have to keep the money laundering operation in Ukraine going. Do you understand this? Do you see what's happening here? The deep state is in control of the country. Again, not the president or vice president or Congress or the courts or we the people the way it's supposed to be. It is the deep state where actual power lies, and they are using it, abusing it, weaponizing it in the most dangerous ways. We cannot overstate exactly how dangerous this is, guys. It cannot be overstated. This is very, very dark and extremely treacherous. And of course, completely illegal. There are laws on the books now for decades that say that the security apparatus in this country, all of the intel agencies, the CIA, the DSA, the DIA, the NSA, you name it, the alphabet soup, that they cannot turn their fearsome technology, their fearsome weapons, their fearsome surveillance on American citizens. And yet, they've been doing it. They've been doing it, and they've been getting away with it, and I want to deal with that here in a minute. But all of this is so treacherous and dangerous, literally all of our lives hang in the balance because of their weaponization of these fearsome surveillance and intelligence tools against us. So in this particular scenario, is this wag the dog? Well, Elon Musk immediately took to X and said, it's unbelievable that people still believe what they hear on the news. Amen to that. But MTG is talking about, well, you know, I saw <laughs> I saw it and the threat looks real. Okay, take a step back. All of a sudden, you have a bunch of elected officials coming out from uh, this, the Select Committee on Intelligence. These people do not talk. They go into a skiff, they see this stuff, and then they keep their lips zipped or they'd be thrown off the committee. So you don't get this kind of uh, flapping of gums publicly by these people, all right? But now, all of a sudden, you got all these elected officials coming out saying that they know about a weapon that Russia test-fired, and it's in space, and it might have the ability to knock out our satellites, including military satellites. We don't really know what it is. This is all speculation. But they all came out yesterday and said, oh, gosh, golly, we have this massive national security threat. They get the fake news jumping. They get everybody flipping out. Social media is ablaze. And then they say, we're going to have a meeting about it tomorrow, meaning today. And that this is the national security threat that Mike Turner here is talking about. Meanwhile, it's been exposed that this national security threat that they're talking about, that they knew about it for at least a month. 
So if this national security threat is so threatening to America, why have they been walking around like normal for a month until the scheduled meeting today? Guys, keep in mind that Chairman Turner has voted for every single Ukraine spending bill. And get this, Chairman Turner was also just in Ukraine to meet with Zelensky five days ago. I mean, how obvious can you get? Turner voted to keep Kevin McCarthy as speaker. He initially voted against censuring another deep state operative, Adam Schiff. He voted to raise the debt ceiling. He is a warmongering uniparty guy trying to send another $60 billion to Ukraine. He is deep state. So when we talk about deep state and I say they're unelected, they're in the shadows, they're operating without any accountability, sometimes they're actually in elected government. And, and they're out there, you know, talking to their constituents like, oh, I'm really worried about this security threat. I'm here to protect you. Bull. Bull. There's another element to this as well. Senator Mike Lee put on X, quote, very interested to learn about this threat. Also very interested to know why the spy guys are raising mysterious alarms right before we're about to reform illegal domestic surveillance under FISA. Not Pfizer, guys. FISA. F-I-S-A. Remember the FISA court that uh, they launched the whole Russia hoax uh, with? And I'm going to get to that in a second. Another deep state uh, piece of information. But exactly, exactly, guys, this threat is meant as a threat. Cough up the dough for Ukraine and let us keep our illegal domestic surveillance or else. Someone who says that they are privy to a lot of this, who runs an anonymous account on X, uh, handle the last refuge too. So if you want to go check out what he or she is saying on X, the last refuge too. Um, And who knows if this is disinformation as well, because this anonymous account could be plugged into the deep state too. Who knows? You never know the sources of information. I am here to sift it and analyze it for you and give you my best judgment. But maybe take it with a grain of salt, but it strikes me as believable. This account says that much of Congress, because much of Congress is blackmailed, extorted, and or otherwise compromised, says that much of Congress is in on this stuff. Which would explain why Speaker Johnson, who, you know, we want to believe is a good guy, but, you know, maybe they have a metaphorical gun to his head. He pulled the FISA reform legislation a few days ago as they were making progress. They were making progress on real FISA reform to strip these unaccountable, shadowy people from having the ability to illegally surveil you and political opponents of all stripes, including Donald Trump. And I think it was this account who made the point yesterday that Donald Trump and everybody around him are absolutely under surveillance, just like he was and they were back in 2015 and 2016. Dan Bongino put out a list of 26 people, we're going to get to that in a minute, who were under illegal domestic surveillance by John Brennan and the CIA and the FBI back in 15 and 16 and beyond. Once Trump was president, of course, the spying continued. And it continues to this very day. 
So you had actual members of Congress getting together like Mike Lee. They were trying to reform FISA to get to strip away these tools from the security apparatus. They were making actual progress. And then Speaker Johnson, without explanation, pulled it. What is going on here? Well, I think we know. The deep state is in an absolute panic because they don't want these tools taken away. And they are leaning on elected officials and others to put an end to this. So Mike Turner, maybe Speaker Johnson on the FISA stuff. I don't know. But it sure looks like they are panicking and they are exerting maximum pressure on these people to give them what they want. All along, they told us Russia's losing this war with Ukraine. That was incorrect. That was a lie, propaganda. Now they're saying Russia has advanced technology in outer space to blast our our satellites out of the sky. Who knows? All we know is that the money laundering to Ukrainian corrupt oligarchs must continue. It's enriching them, but it's also geostrategic for them. Guys, everybody sees through this. I mean, come on. How obvious can you get? Ukraine funding in peril. FISA reform going down the track. They got to stop it. This is how dark and dangerous this all is. And guys, between Biden's collapse as commander-in-chief and the wide-open border, it's only a matter of time before we are attacked or blown up. And you know what? I hate to admit this, but you come to me for the truth. This is what they want. I know it's hard to think about that, you know, your own commander-in-chief and president, your own elected representatives, people whom you entrust with the safety of the country and your family and your community, that they want people, your fellow Americans, to get killed. It sounds off the wall, but guys, I'm telling you, This is all totally planned. And here's where the even darker part comes in. Biden and his team desperately want something to happen. There's a lot of talk about false flags. You know, yesterday, when all this is going down about a national security threat and and this next story that I want to deal with the deep state about Obama and his CIA and his security apparatus, John Brennan, James Clapper, and the rest targeting Donald Trump with illegal surveillance and setting him up with the Russia hoax, when all this is coming out about Obama and Biden and the whole thing, there were a number of shootings, including at Kansas City, big parade for the Super Bowl victors, one person dead, I think 11 children shot and wounded. There was another shooting in, I believe it was in Atlanta at a high school, another shooting at a mall in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. You know, uh, there is speculation that a lot of this stuff is a big distraction enterprise. So when we say wag the dog, it's not just national security and wars that they're setting up to distract you. It's all this other stuff. I don't know. I don't know. But there is a lot going on under the surface And that's what I'm here to bring you. And I know it's very difficult to process this idea that your own president wants something to happen or will arrange for something to happen so that they have a reason to leverage mass surveillance, 
justify continuing that and mass censorship before the election. Crack down on your freedoms like they did in 2020. They leveraged COVID. I think they launched it on purpose. And they're looking for something else now, even if they have to create it, to leverage mass surveillance and mass censorship before the election. Our officials have sold us out to the highest bidder, and I I would put money on the highest bidder being China. So, of course, they want you focused on Russia. See how that works? Exactly. Exactly. Russia hoax right through this national security threat about the Russians in outer space. You see how it all fits together. Okay, next up in deep state news. In early spring of 2017, around the time I was on Hannity saying that they don't just want to undermine and destroy Trump's presidency, they want to put him in prison, I had breakfast with a major, major left-wing media player. This person and I got to know each other, and we hadn't seen each other in a while, so we went out for breakfast, and I'm sure this person was trying to glean information from me, and I was trying to glean information from this person. And I said to this person that, and it was like the day after or the day of when President Trump first came out and put on Twitter that the Obama team, President Obama and his team, were spying on him, that they spied on his 2016 campaign. Now, what we all didn't know at the time was the spying continued through his presidency and continues through this day. But everybody on the left was jumping all over Trump. Oh, he's delusional. Remember, he went on with Leslie Stahl, and Leslie Stahl's like, she scoffs at him. Oh, there's no evidence of that. You're crazy. Right. Well, turns out, of course, he was right. Trump was right about everything, remains right about everything. But I was having breakfast with this major left-wing media player, and I said this to this person. I said, you know, President Trump just put this out that Obama was spying on him during the campaign. And of course, you know, Trump wouldn't say this unless he had real evidence of it to be true. So you can go on the air every day, and you can say that he's crazy, but I'm telling you, he knows what he's talking about, and if he said it, it is true. And this major left-wing media player kind of laughed, you know, at what I was saying, and of course went forward on this person's program, uh, spreading the propaganda, which is what this person is paid to do, mouthpiece of the security state. So I say all of that, by way of putting context, the story that we got yesterday, um, and this story is, is criticized for being old news because it has, in fact, been reported before over the last couple of years. So the story, and it's uh, Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, they put out this story that people are calling a rehash because, yes, in fact, it, it has been reported before, but they sort of assembled the latest and put it all in one place, and it does bear repeating. Barack Obama and his CIA, led by John Brennan, and the security apparatus, led by people like James uh, Clapper, initiated the Russia collusion hoax. And remember, it originated from the diseased mind of Mrs. Clinton. But then when it became clear that Trump had won and he was going to be president, they put it all on steroids 
to continue throughout his presidency. And what has come out, and again, we've known this for a while, but they're reiterating this, that that Obama and the CIA um, instructed the Five Eyes partners. So there's an intelligence uh, group called Five Eyes. It is the United States, Canada, Australia, the UK, and New Zealand. And they instructed their the four other Five Eyes partners, our English-speaking allies, to spy on the 2016 Trump campaign. Brennan identified 26 Trump associates, and again, Dan Bongino put out the list yesterday, and it includes, obviously, Donald Trump, Don Jr., Ivanka, Jared, uh, Jason Miller, George Papadopoulos, Carter Page, remember them? Right. He identified 26 Trump associates to what in Intel is known as bump or make contact with in order to manipulate. So they set the whole thing up, bump George Papadopoulos, bump Carter Page, make it look like they're colluding with the Russians in order to justify then springing into action an entire investigation into these people and Donald Trump as to whether or not they're Russian assets. It was all made up. It was all circular, do you see? It originated from Hillary, then it took on a new life under Obama, Brennan, and the intelligence apparatus to set them up, then to justify media stories and an investigation. You see how it's circular? This is straight-up treason, guys. And it again, it started with Hillary, but then Obama put it on steroids, and Biden was right there. So all of these people, Hillary, Obama, Biden, they are all deep state monsters who went through with this. What this shows is that everybody in this knew that there was no way that they could use official Five Eyes intelligence channels for passing around this intelligence and getting them moving on American citizens. Okay, they knew that they were crossing a line that you cannot cross. It all started as an attempt to take down a presidential candidate, but then it turned into an attempt to take down a duly elected president. This is straight up treason. And so now there's all this chatter about a folder, a top secret folder that is missing, that the security apparatus, the FBI, nobody can find, and they're super worried about it. So now it looks like that that's exactly why they raided Mar-a-Lago and rummaged through Melania's lingerie drawer. It wasn't about classified documents. It was about declassified documents that implicate dozens of top officials, including Obama, Hillary, and Biden, everybody in the deep state who are guilty of this treason. And they know that if Donald Trump gets back in with all this evidence, it is over, which is why he's been holding it back. Again, this is speculation, but this is why he's been holding it back. And once he gets in as president again, it's all going to come out and there will be prosecutions to the nth degree. Again, there are a lot of things that have to happen, including Donald Trump winning the presidency. And, you know, the House and the Senate have to go Republican. The courts are deeply corrupt, of course. But this is the speculation about what they are actually worried about. I mentioned that uh, Twitter account, uh, The Last Refuge 2, 
Uh, he said yesterday, and again, go check it out for yourself, but he says that major players in Congress were in on this, that they were briefed on what was going down against Donald Trump. People on both sides of the aisle, like a gang of eight, were privy to this, and the speculation is John McCain was one of them. The hatred of Donald Trump on all sides of the aisle, that there were major players in Congress who were in on it. And that's why now that all of this is beginning to come out and and has been ongoing for a couple of years where this is being exposed, that these people do not want to expose it or investigate it, even though there are mountains of evidence pointing to this kind of treason. And Last Refuge, too, speculates it's because, and there are people saying, look, the intelligence community is so big and powerful that they can basically do what they want, and we're not going to investigate it. Again, if they're compromised in any way, if they have a metaphorical gun to their heads, too, you know, it explains a lot here, right? It explains a lot. So Trump was right, of course, that he was being spied upon. I'm sure he knows that he continues to be spied upon. But these unaccountable, shadowy, deep state players don't think anything about plunging the country into absolute hell and doing it on purpose in order to destroy the existential threats to their grip on power, namely Donald Trump. So do not put anything past them. We now know what they are capable of, and information on your side is power. They don't want you to have the information, which is why they continue the mass surveillance in the mainstream media, the imperial media, social media. This is why they have an iron grip. Exactly why. All right, let's hit a quick break. When we come back, we've got Democrat dating news. And we also have uh, Ricky Schroeder is going to join us here to lighten things up here in a little bit. Sit tight. Well, it's a brand new year. Time is our most precious commodity and it's flying by. Why not use the time we have to learn something new, useful, inspiring, and fun? History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Maybe not. Or if you did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it. So we can always bring learning new things into the 21st century. That's why I am so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church, with Hillsdale College's online courses all available for free. That's right, for free. I personally suggest that you sign up for Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges that it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined for more than a century by progressivism and liberalism. This course is self-paced, so you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. 
Our country needs more Americans who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedom of the American people against the grotesque encroachments of an increasingly large and unaccountable government. So don't wait. Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash Monica to enroll. There's no cost. It's absolutely free, and it's so easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash Monica to register. Again, hillsdale.edu slash Monica. All right, welcome back. We do have Democrat dating news. Huma Abedin, who is Hillary Clinton's top aide and has been for quite a while, remember that Huma was married to Anthony Weiner, who served in Congress and then was nailed, so to speak, for having all kinds of inappropriate relationships with uh, girls who were underage and others and having an infamous laptop where we still don't know the extent of what was on that laptop. Very similar to the Hunter Biden laptop where he had, I don't know, all kinds of incriminating images and information. Same thing applies to uh, Anthony Weiner and that laptop. Remember, Weiner at the time was married to Huma, Hillary Clinton's top aide, plugged into the deep state, and the FBI took control over that laptop as well as Hunter's, and we still don't know what was on the Wiener laptop. Um, But very incriminating stuff, we can only surmise. Well, Huma divorced Anthony Wiener, and she is now dating George Soros' son, Alex Soros, because of course they are. Of course they are. And they put out a picture of them all loved up in Paris yesterday on Valentine's Day. So we'll see where that goes, but obviously it's going to lead to nothing good. More Democrat dating news. Fannie Willis, the uh, Fulton County prosecutor going after Donald Trump, has a lover, Nathan Wade, Uh, who she made as a special prosecutor on her team to go after Donald Trump and paid him to the tune of $700,000. They took trips on taxpayer money, money that was supposed to go to, you know, the law, prosecuting the law. And apparently and allegedly, Fannie Willis um, lied to the court about the nature of her relationship with Nathan Wade, her lover, buried it, told the court falsehoods about that relationship and about how they were spending taxpayer public money. So that illicit relationship is in court today because a judge now is is uh, doing these hearings about this illicit relationship and what Fannie Willis has told the court in the past about this. They are going to be interrogated here, and the judge has made clear that Fannie Willis could be disqualified from the Trump case and then face even more serious punishment, including disbarment and possible prosecution. Again, I say prosecute the prosecutors because this is completely out of control. The corruption runs so deep, Fannie Willis. And by the way, President Trump is there today in court for Fannie Willis's hearing to stare her down. It's an absolutely brilliant troll. Nobody trolls better than Donald Trump. And he is sitting there to have the last laugh on corrupt Fannie Willis in Georgia. But again, who is watching the prosecutors? 
Who's watching Fannie Willis? Who's watching Jack Smith? Who's watching Judge Engeron, by the way, is going to issue his ruling against Donald Trump tomorrow to strip him of his business empire and probably bar him from conducting business ever again in New York State? Everything Trump has worked for, his life's work, and his and his family's livelihood, they don't care. None of these people care. And even if this is going to be overturned on appeal, even if all of this is going to be overturned on appeal, and in New York State, remember this case, Engeron, the business case, is New York State. It's not a federal case. So when we say overturned on appeal, that's a big if because it is New York after all. But for the left, the process is the punishment. Got to understand that the process is the punishment. So they don't care if they're going to be overturned. They absolutely don't care. They're just, they just want to screw Trump to the wall. That's it. And they're doing it draining his resources, keeping him distracted, keeping him off the campaign trail. All of it is by design. Again, this is the legal deep state, okay? So we've got deep states in every direction. One final point before we hit our next break, and then we're going to turn to Ricky Schroeder for a very special and very important conversation. Um, Yesterday, while all this distraction was going on, all these shootings, the coming out of this national security threat, they have so many distractions coming at us. Everything is an op. At the same time, what they didn't want you focused on is that Biden issued an order citing the war in Gaza. He issued an order yesterday that will shield Palestinians in the United States from deportation for 18 months Okay, so this is going to go into the next administration, meaning Trump, if he wins, he's not going to be able to deport Palestinians for a number of months after he's sworn in. And this is being done via a program called Deferred Enforcement Departure. Recipients of this program will also be offered work permits. There are some exceptions to who is eligible, but guess what, guys? They are going to allow Palestinians in this country not to be deported for the next 18 months. So well into President Trump's next term, he won't. He'll have his hands tied. He can, I think he can overturn this by executive order because this was done by executive order. So hopefully on day one, Trump can overturn this. But they want to tie his hands. They're allowing the Palestinians who are here illegally to stay. That's number one. Number two, because of the wide open border, you've got Palestinians from Gaza coming in totally unvetted, okay, with God knows what kind of motivations. And three, they're going to give them work permits. Okay, does that fry your ass or what? Okay, bringing you the information you need to know. Quick break on the other side. We're going to lighten it up a little bit because we are heading into the weekend. Ricky Schroeder is going to join us, so sit tight for that. The erosion of our food supply is a pressing concern in today's world. The prevalence of diseases and the number of Americans getting sick continues to rise because of the practices associated with commercial farming, the use of fertilizers, chemical sprays, and the proliferation of bioengineered foods. We deserve better. We deserve food that will nourish our bodies, not break them down. And Freedom Farms believes that too. 
Straight from beautiful upstate New York, Freedom Farms, founded and operated by great American patriots, are leading the charge in restoring faith in food production by providing an alternative that is natural, healthy, and unadulterated. The farm raises grass-fed, grass-finished beef, pasture-raised pork, and free-range pastured chickens. But the best part about all of this is that all of their meats are 100% vaccine-free and hormone-free. And did I mention, you can even buy up to a whole cow and pig. Delicious and healthy meats processed at a small, family-owned butcher shop and delivered right to your front door. It's time we take control of our food supply. Check out Freedom Farms today by visiting wearefreedomfarms.com. And don't forget to use code MONICA25 for $25 off your first order. Wearefreedomfarms.com, code MONICA25 for $25 off your very first order. Check out my friends at Freedom Farms for the very best meat you will ever have. WeAreFreedomFarms.com, code MONICA25. Well, uh, one of the great blessings of having this show and having the platforms that I have on television and radio here on this podcast and elsewhere is that I get to talk to incredible people all of the time, including people like our guest today, who I, I mean, I, <laughs> I've said this, you know, with others, but I have to say today, the little girl in me is screaming. Um, and I told him this before we came to air. It is such a blessing to talk to people. I grew up watching. I grew up admiring. I grew up cheering on people who have played a really important part in my life in terms of pop culture and sort of producing content over the years that have really shaped me and my memories. And I know for you too. So I have to say, I've been looking forward to this chat for a very long time, and I'm so thrilled that it's actually happening now. I'm honored and delighted to have with us today a superstar in every sense of the word. Ricky Schroeder began his acting career at the age of nine in a huge movie called The Champ. He and he won a Golden Globe Award at that very young age for that role. That, of course, kicked off an incredible career as an actor, producer, writer, and director. Uh, he's probably most famous for The Champ, yes, but also for Silver Spoons. That show, which I grew up watching, Lonesome Dove, which was a beautiful series, Scrubs, and 24. And I'm going to tell Ricky that we actually have the series 24 in common. Uh, and then he got into directing, and he's directed all kinds of films for Hallmark, and also perhaps most importantly for our U.S. military. So we're going to ask him about that as well. He is also the founder and president of the Real American Heroes Foundation, and real is spelled R-E-E-L, like movie reel, Real American Heroes Foundation. You can find that on the web at realamericanheroesfoundation.org. Okay, so Ricky Schroeder joins us now, and like I said, I'm dying that I'm talking to you, Ricky. I'm just so happy and thrilled. 
Oh, Monica, I'm, I, I was when I heard that I was going to be on your show, I got excited too. So we have that in common. And I'm, I'm here for you. So whatever you want to talk about, let's talk. Oh, that is so great. Well, it truly is amazing to talk to you, Ricky. And I appreciate your time. I know the audience does as well. We're all huge fans. Um, before we get into your important work with the Real American Heroes Foundation and with the Council on Pornography Reform, which is another huge thing that you're doing, you have enjoyed this long, incredible career in entertainment. And as I mentioned, you got famous very young. You won a Golden Globe at the age of nine for the champ. So you were a child star as well as a star as an adult. How did that early fame shape you? Were you aware of what was happening because you were a kid? Were you aware of what was going on and the impact that you were having? Absolutely not. No, I I, I started in the business when I was five years old. Uh, I lived in New York and I uh, lived in Staten Island and I used to start, I started with modeling jobs. My my dad worked uh, with a fellow whose kids were models and did um, commercials and so my parents put us into that, my sister and I, when I was about five and uh, did a lot of print work and then got into commercials and did my first movie when I was six. It was actually Jaws 2. I was supposed to be in the sequel to the original Jaws. And halfway through production, they, they fired the director and rewrote the script and they recast the movie. And then on the next year, when I was seven, they gave me the Champ film um, to, to star in and um, had no idea what I was what I was involved in, except that, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't scary or, or, or I had a good time doing it. You know, I my parents would would encourage me to work and I worked. I was a good child. I listened to what they wanted me to do. And so I, I never um, had any concept, though, of really kind of what you're doing when you're a little child. You, you really don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. And that's why I wanted to ask you that question, because we've had a lot of superstars like yourself on the show, Dean King, Kelsey Grammer, Jack, uh, John Snyder. And I always ask them about the impact of fame because the entertainment industry, like the rest of the world, has a lot of temptations in it. And there are a lot of off-ramps that can really get you off course. And especially for a child star like yourself, who then um, must have been so grounded because you have extended that success and that fame. Um, you've extended that well into adulthood to today. I mean, you're still a working actor and director and so on today. And I really think it's because you didn't flame out. You didn't succumb to a lot of those temptations that come at a lot of people, at, at all of us, really. So what was it about your background, especially so young, that kept you on course? Was it your family, your friends, your agents? Like, what kind of support system did you have? And did you have a great sense of faith even back then? Well, that's a great question. So, I mean, I, I've lost my way several times in my life, Monica, where I've gotten off the, the path and, you know, forgot about the important things and, and got tempted by the worldly things. And so it's always been a, you know, coming back to the Lord, coming back to Jesus kind of um, experience for me where where I always had him in, in my heart, but I would forget about him or ignore him. And so I had I had a lot of struggles as a, as a child uh, and a young adult um, that weren't public, 
that didn't make the press, that didn't make the news. But believe me, there were many struggles where I was tested um, throughout my life. And sometimes those struggles brought me closer to Jesus. And sometimes I let them push me farther from him. And so it was never just an easy road or path for me. Um, You know, when I was when I was a child, though, I did know how to pray. Thankfully, you know, I I remember, uh, you know, praying to the Lord as a child before I would sleep at night. And, you know, so I think that that foundation um, was an important foundation um, for me when I did have those struggles and trials and temptations, which, believe me, I did. Um, But the the Lord was always there in my mind as far as uh, I could go back to him. I could always, you know, reset to him. Um, But, you know, I started when I was, you know, five years old. Um, This is an interesting story. I've never told anybody. I'll tell it to you, okay? Oh, thank you. Uh, All right. So when I was a kid, I grew up on the tennis courts. And I used to play tennis from 9 to 12 on Saturdays with my dad at St. Joseph's by the Sea, this place in Staten Island. And then at some point during that day, that that three-hour block, I'd be taken into a classroom and I'd sit down with a programmer, I guess you'd call him. I don't know who. His name was John Colby. He was an NYPD detective. And I would sit with him in a classroom in this Catholic high school and I'd have headphones on and a tape recorder and I'm not exactly sure what what he was doing with me. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what he was. I know he was recording my voice. I know he was asking me questions. And there was a book involved. And there was other kids in the program. It wasn't just me. Um, and so, you know, these memories of this early this early experience with went on for years with um, John Talvey. Um it's uh, it's it's a perplexing thing because I've asked my parents and unfortunately they're not willing to share with me, you know, what they know about that. But um, but there was other kids in this program and these memories came back to me from this early childhood programming um, in 2020. A man came to my house with Hunter Biden's laptop on a flash drive and we spent about three or four hours looking through it and he had uh data that showed that millions and millions of votes had been changed on the Smartmatic elect, um, Smartmatic internet machines for the, for the vote. And so once he brought that stuff to me uh, and, I, and I held on to it and looked at it for a while, I started having memories from this early childhood experiences. And, um, and so anyways, uh, I'm not quite sure where all that fits into my life, but um But, you know, the last words I spoke with my mom, um, she told me that there was uh, other kids in the program and that I wasn't the only one. And so I'm not sure what the program was, Mm. but but there was um, I I guess what I'm saying is, is I didn't just become a star. Um, They kind of made me a star as a child. Um, they, They gave me movies. They gave me opportunities. And. All of that was triggered when they brought me Hunter Biden's laptop, all those memories from my early childhood. And so I don't know how it all fits together yet, but I'm, I'm still looking for the answers. 
It is, your story is a complex puzzle, that's for sure. And I want to get to, to the Hunter laptop with you as well. The, the good news here, and thank you for sharing all of this with us, Ricky, really opening up in ways that you haven't publicly before. And we so appreciate that. This is a safe space, a real safe space on this show. Um, you know, the, the fact that you said, of course, you know, temptations come to everybody. That's the nature of the world. Um, and we're all, we're all flawed people. There was only one perfect person to ever walk this earth, and that's Jesus. And the good news is that Jesus is always with you. He never leaves your, leaves your side. And when you go off course, he gets closer to you to bring you back. So that is the good news. Um, uh, and thank you for, again for sharing all of this with us. You know, you, what, what do you think now in retrospect, and you're starting to put all of these pieces together about how your life fell into place. Um, and those roles, these huge roles began coming to you. And now it looks like it was part of a bigger plan. Maybe I, I don't know, but what do you think now looking back? on those early years and then your teenage years, silver spoons, all of it. What was the greatest lesson of those early years of heady fame? And do you have a big regret during those years? Is there something that you would have done differently? Well, I wasn't in control when I was a child. I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't have the power to make my own choices and decisions. Those were made by my agents and, the people around me in my career and my folks. And so I didn't have a lot of control over my life in the early years. Um, so I, I don't think I could have done much differently um, because I, I wasn't able to make a lot of choices um, back then. Uh, and so what was the other part of your question? Uh, do you have any regrets? Is there anything that you would have done differently? Good. I, I didn't have the power to do it differently at that time. Um, yeah, I would have stayed closer to the Lord, mm -hmm. but that's a really tough thing to do out in Hollywood. Yes. Um, it's, it's hard to do it when you're not surrounded by other people that love the Lord. And so when you're around people that don't talk about the Lord or appreciate Jesus, uh, it's really hard to, to stay close to him um, when you're influenced so much by everybody around you. Um, so I, I don't think I could have done much different. I, I didn't have a lot of control then. Yeah, you know, I, that's, that's also a really important point, too, especially when you're talking about children and you were a child and not just a, a working person at the age of nine or at the age of five, but, you know, in this entertainment industry where you then gain this massive fame. Um, let's fast forward to today, Ricky, because you are using your fame and your platform for a lot of good. And I do want to talk politics with you in a moment, but let's start with the important work that you're doing now. You are the founding president, you're the founder and, and head of this organization called Real American Heroes Foundation, R-E-E-L. Can you tell us about that? Sure. The real, real was um, real came out of my anger with the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, which is the Academy for the Oscars. Um, well, I've been a member since I'm eight years old, and a few years ago they changed the best picture category um, requirements for the Oscar to include DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion 
So you have to have certain story themes or characters and crew that are LGBTQ plus and minorities uh, in your subject matter to be even eligible for the best picture Oscar. And that infuriated me. You know, I think about us sending American kids to war and uh, asking them to potentially sacrifice their lives for uh, our nation and their stories the Academy has deemed is not worthy of the highest award in the land, which is uh, the Oscar for Best Picture. And so it, it really made me mad. Uh, I said, what can I do about it? Because I still want to tell documentaries and films. So I set up a nonprofit, a 501c3, and we hope to become Patriot PBS, where we can push out good programming. Because everybody gets programmed. Um, by the things you see, the things you hear, the things you listen to, and the environment you live in. We all are subjected to programming. So it, it really comes down to getting better programming out for the, for the general population to consume. You know, back in the old days, all the lead characters from all the old movies and TV shows, they always did the right things. They had good values and morals and principles. Well, today we celebrate characters on TV that are, and movies that are um, less than admirable, let's say. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so Real American Heroes is a, um, a, a project that, that uh, came out of my anger at Hollywood and how far it's fallen. And uh, hopefully we can become an aggregator for other people's stories and we can give out scholarships to young filmmakers and we can get more good programming out there into the world about America and its it's it's a great country and it's worth fighting for. It's worth saving and it's worth standing up for as opposed to Hollywood, which wants to tear it. It seems like so much of Hollywood wants to tear it down. Yeah, I love what you're doing. And this is why I wanted to have you on, Ricky, among many reasons, um, because I always quote Andrew Breitbart, who passed away many years ago, but he had a famous saying where he said, guys, we're also focused on politics and the next election, and we should be. But he famously said, Ricky, that politics is downstream from culture. That the only way you're going to really change the country is by taking the culture back. And this is why I have you and so many others in the entertainment space on the show doing this kind of stuff. Because the only way we're going to change the country is by focusing on the culture. And the culture, like politics and big tech, is totally controlled by the left. But we have to start somewhere. And this Real American Heroes Foundation that you are the head of is doing exactly that. And we have to support the content that you're putting out because we we do that with our eyeballs. We do it with our money, with our wallets. That is the only way to get Hollywood's attention and really start changing the culture. So the work that you're doing with this is critical. Well, look at the music like N.W.A. when they had that song F the Police 30 years ago. Yeah. Sold 20 million, 20 million copies of F the Police. Now we have 30 years later, defund the police because a whole generation of people bought that music and listened to it and ingested that poison. And so, you know, programming and the things we listen to, the music we listen to, the movies we watch, it has a direct impact on how we perceive ourselves in the world and how we perceive the world. And so um, we've, we've really got to turn it around and get rid of uh, the filth um, underneath the guise of the First Amendment. You know, the First Amendment was created as political speech. You could oppose 
the powers of government and not be afraid for your life. Well, they perverted the freedom of speech to be freedom of expression, and they changed the text. And so now expression can be anything, including pornographic photographs, when the text of the Constitution says it's freedom of speech, not freedom of expression. And so, um, you know, pornography is one of the – did you know – I'm just going to – did you know that when pornography first came out on the Internet, it all lived in the .xxx URLs? Mm, I did not know. And it, it was easy to control in the .xxx URL because you could put a, a blocker at your house or whoever gives you the Internet, and you could block everything from .xxx. But the church leaders of the day and others decided that they were offended that the .xxx URL existed, so they shut it down. And, and that had the effect of pushing all adult content into the .com world, which was the retail pipeline. And now it was impossible for parents and others to block all this pornography. And so one of our goals at the Council on Pornography Reform is we want all adult content pushed back into the .xxx URL. Um, you, you know, we believe that that will help a lot uh, be able to manage this, 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 this crisis. You know, 45 years of Internet pornography pushed into our culture. Has, they never had the right to do it. They never had the right under the First Amendment to do it. Um, and so we're, 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 our goal is to change that. So we, we actually have some legislation that we're uh, working on, drafting um, as an organization. Um, we've hired a law firm that writes legislation. And one of our other goals is we want an off switch, Monica. So if you have the ATT of Verizon bill, you can just simply tell the cellular service provider or the internet provider that you want pornography, adult content turned off to your account and sub-accounts. It's ridiculous that it's pushed to our houses um, every day, every moment. And, you know, you're asking people who have addiction problems sometimes with pornography to not use it, yet you're delivering it to their house, in their phone, in their pocket, into their home. And so one of our goals is to have an off switch, you know, not every country in the world has internet pornography, Monica. Uh, there's many countries that have shut it off. In fact, there's even some states here in the United States now that have turned off internet pornography. Um, Pornhub turned it off to Montana um, and, and to the zip codes of, of the local uh, Mon Montana state. So one of our goals is to try to get pornography an off switch, an adult content off switch. We want age verification nationwide. And for the states that won't give us age verification nationwide, then we want to go to the counties. And we want counties like dry counties in the south who don't want alcohol. We, we believe that counties should have the right to vote. And so we're talking to a county out here in Colorado um, about having a, a vote for the county to ban pornography in their zip codes. And, you know, these are the initiatives that we're working on and we need to address and you know, we just because it's been as perverted as it's been, Monica, doesn't mean it needs to stay this way. Right. We got to take we got to take control of this beast. And you know, who's boss? It, it, this work is the most important work, uh, Ricky, that you're doing, both with Real American Heroes Foundation and this Council on Pornography Reform. It really is um, because the evil is everywhere. 
and you are trying to turn it back, you know, even though it seems so monolithic that the the evil folks and, and the left, they have total control in every direction now because we've allowed it to happen over many decades. But just because they have that control doesn't mean we don't fight back doesn't mean we don't try to change it. And when you've got God on your side, as we do, uh, all things are possible with him. Where can people find both Real American Heroes Foundation and the Council on Pornography Reform if they want to check it out on the web? Yeah, so it's realamericanheroesfoundation.org and it's councilonpornreform.org. We we have a big initiative coming up here. It's Valentine's Day. And so I'd, I'd like to, we have a pledge that you can download and, and print uh, to your significant relationship, uh, a pledge to, to bond with each other and to, to get rid of the pornography out of your relationship, out of your life. Um, and, and here's something else that's not in the pledge, and it might shock you a little bit, but I think women need to get rid of their vibrators. When you think about the things that break intimacy, what, what could break intimacy, intimacy um, for a, a, a couple more than pornography or a mechanical tool to satisfy each other. And so I'd like for every woman out there to consider getting rid of your vibrators if you have a relationship with a man and for the man to get rid of the pornography and for you too to get all these other images out of your minds from the things you've seen or the past relationships you may have been in and just Focus on each other and and bond with each other uh, instead of all these um, ghosts of the past or or even ghosts of the present, let's say, in your mind. Because I think that's what we're subjected to is a lot of um, things that break the barrier of intimacy between couples. Yeah, no, it's a really important point. I mean, it, it's going to be a little controversial, but you know what? People need to hear the truth. And speaking of the truth, Ricky, when you take a look at all of this and you are hip deep in all of this really difficult work to change the culture and get people away from all of this kind of destructive stuff, do you see all of this as a spiritual war? There's no doubt that this is the temporary war, war, the temporary world, that there's a spiritual realm that's eternal, right? If our souls, Monica, are eternal, Right. That means that they 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 go on after this physical earth dies. Um, And so that's the real world, the spiritual realm. And this is just kind of the temporary world that we exist in. Um, So this is a spiritual battle that's been fought since the creation of the universe between good and evil. And perhaps earth is just one more battlefield in, in that battle. Oh, it's, it's absolutely true. And I say this all the time. Once you see it as a spiritual battle, you can't unsee it. Because then everything you see coming at us from the corruption in government to the, what uh, big tech is doing to what Hollywood is doing, once you see evil at its core, you can't unsee it. And then you, you have no choice but to fight it, you know, particularly if you're a person of faith. Then you realize you're a warrior for God and you have to do this, the fight back. Um, in our last remaining moments here with you, Ricky, let's talk a little bit about politics. I know that you are an unapologetic, conservative, America first populist. How do you think 2024 is going to play out? And are you supporting President Trump? Yes, I'm supporting President Trump. 
And uh, I, I think we live in an interesting, amazing times, and it's a great opportunity to to take our country back uh, from from these globalists who are allowing uh, so much destruction within inside of our nation. And so I anticipate a big win for President Trump in the next election. Uh, and I, I anticipate us, um, you know, getting a win um, as far as the culture goes. You know, our goal at Council on Pornography Reform here is to unite all Americans that care about our culture and our future and our children's future and to get some really good, positive legislation out of the gov- out of the government that works for we the people, that works for all of us, and then take that energy and that movement of people into the next issue. And maybe it's term limits, or maybe it's balanced budget amendment. I don't know, but we need a win. We need to show that government can work for us and do good things for its citizenry. And I believe that this issue on pornography reform and AI. And, and the other issues that we're dealing with right now as far as big tech can really unite Americans. And then that energy can be moved into another positive direction once we accomplish this. Yes, but we do need a change in leadership, especially at the top, to get all this work done, to bring America back and, and get it back on course. You know, every time I speak to someone like you who's had great success in the entertainment world, I think about where we are in the entertainment industry now, totally left-wing, essentially communist. But, you know, you think back to pre-World War II and then immediately after World War II, the 1950s, Hollywood was the home to that well they were all conservative john wayne clint eastwood right and then in the 1960s it really began to change and the marxists literally did take over hollywood and now here we are and that's what makes your voice so valuable ricky so i hope you know that and i hope you understand how much we all appreciate you and your courage to stand for what you believe and the determined work that you're doing here with both of these organizations. Well, thank you. I mean, you you know, I was out by the fire a while, a few years ago, and Jesus, I was speaking with him, and he said, are you going to talk about me? You're just going to keep quiet. You're just going to be quiet and just not speak. And I decided right then I was going to talk about the Lord and give my life to him again and and not, not be worried, come what may, you know, hell or high water, whatever comes, the Lord needs people to speak about him at this time or else we're going to descend further into chaos. Amen. Amen. Oh, I I could talk to you forever, but I don't want to monopolize your time. You've been so generous, Ricky, and we thank you so much. Ricky Schroeder, of course, legendary actor, and now more importantly, uh, putting his focus on bringing the culture back and bringing the country back. Ricky, where can people find Real American Heroes Foundation? And remind us again of where we can find the Council on Pornography Reform. Yes, yes. Um, RealAmericanHeroesFoundation.org. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, and we have some great stories to tell. You can read some of our scripts that we're planning to make up on the website. And we're making a documentary right now called Erotic Erosion uh, that looks at the decline of um, the, our values as a nation and standards as a nation with the rise of Internet pornography. And so um, you can learn more about Erotic Erosion on our website there or councilonpornreform.org. You can see some of the uh, – we have some interesting papers that we're developing um, that will be published right before Valentine's Day about the history of the First Amendment 
and the history of the .xxx URL and why it was shut down and who shut it down. Uh, so you can learn more about our fight there. Please go check out both of these organizations. They're doing incredibly important work, and please support them however you can. we got to put our money and our mouths, uh, you know, where our brains are in terms of bringing the culture and the country back. And Ricky Schroeder is certainly leading the way. He is on Instagram at Ricky Schroeder. I follow him there. I think he follows me back, which is amazing. It was mind-blowing when I saw Ricky Schroeder was, was following me back. So please follow him there. And Ricky, are you on Twitter slash X? I'm, I do have an X account, but I don't use it. I don't. I forgot the name, but you can find me there. I, <laughs> okay. They shut, they shut me down on Twitter. Um, Jack Dorsey did way back during COVID, and they got rid of my account. And so I had to start over, and I said, to hell with it. So I didn't really start over. Okay. Well, we need your presence there, too. And now it's Elon Musk who will support your right to free speech, uh, for sure. All right. Thank you, Ricky Schroeder. You have been absolutely amazing. I'm so honored now to call you a friend, and we are so thankful for you and all the work you're doing. Thank you, and thank you to your audience. And don't give up, don't give up the ship. We got to fight for it. All right, very heavy, jam-packed show for you today. I want to thank you so much for sticking with me throughout. You guys are amazing, and I so appreciate you. Thank you also for checking out our phenomenal sponsors. They're the ones that keep the show going, so please go look at them, check them out, and support them however you can. We all are grateful for that. All right, have a fantastic weekend, and I will see you right back here next week with so much more on the Monica Crowley Podcast. This episode of the Monica Crowley Podcast was produced by Behockel Entertainment, LLC. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.